All right. That was a good pop. I don't know if that came through on your guys' end, but it was pretty solid over here. It came through. I would kind of quiet. I would give it a but I'll give it, it a box five. All right. <laughs> I don't know if I'd go that far. Man, it's WGI twenty nineteen has already gotten here. Yeah, man, we uh, had our first weekend and uh, decided to bring another guest back on to talk through, I guess, a lot of different things, really. Some topics that have been hitting the social media, um, anything from some of the articles he's been writing for Flow Marching to some of the stuff that's been happening recently. But we brought our good friend Dan Shack back. What's up, Dan? What's up? What is, is up? <laughs> is it cold up there in like you're in Connecticut, right? Delaware. Delaware? Yeah, we had school canceled yesterday and then it was today, so it looks like nothing ever happened with the snow. It's pretty weird. <laughs> Happens in Louisville here, Kentucky all the time. It'll be like yeah. twenty one day, get three, four inches of snow, be sixty the next day, and it's all gone. But before we but get yeah. in before we get into this, uh, welcome everyone to the Aged Out Podcast. Uh, I'm one of your hosts, Mike Fantini, and with me as always is Evan Worrell. And before we start, make sure you hit that subscribe button on YouTube, follow us on Spotify, uh, Facebook, Instagram, all of it's just Aged Out Podcast. And like Evan said, today we have guest Dan Shack back on again to talk about all things WGI 2019 and a few other topics we'd like to get his opinion on um, that have been relevant in the activity recently. So let's just go, Evan. Uh, I guess just because I don't want to talk about this too much, we'll just start out. Like we had the Dayton Regional, South Carolina hit their stuff. I don't want to talk about scores too much, I guess, per se, because this early in the season, groups are coming out with partial shows. Some are in uniform, some are out of uniform. Some do have props, some don't. So it kind of is what it is, but I think one of the things that jumped out off me at me from looking at some of these recaps were judges using the boxes correctly, uh, in my opinion. Um, specifically, if you were to check out the Southern California for Percussion Arts show that happened, you had like the big boys out there, Broken City, RCC, um, uh, Dark Sky, and then Vessel in the Independent World category, and if you look at the subcaptions, I think the judges were pretty spot on with how you use the sheets. Uh, did you check that out any, Dan? I heard about that. I haven't, like, looked at the sheets. Um, but, yeah, I think, you know, it's funny because we all see that and we're like, man, that's like a ballsy move or whatever. But, you know, Omar and whoever else, like, was making that call, it's like, should be judging what's in front of you and you know those boxes have some inherent overlap but in general you should be able to put them um where they like are ranked correctly um and obviously box you know in terms of like box one through five or whatever but um yeah i welcome that honestly like i think that's great and i'm sure people were upset and i bet other people like saw that for what it was but i mean like every WGI judge I talked to is like we judge the show of the night, we judge the show of the night. So that's what and I think WGI as a circuit is one that is willing to make calls like that. So respect to whoever did that. And you know, it's all the better for the competitive nature out there. I mean, that's a, such a hotbed. It's like great. There's probably more good groups. There's also pal, you know, they were at that show, but um it's pretty wild that there seems like there's 
competition outside of even the top, you know, three or four groups now, just crazy. Yeah. Just to give a little more insight for people who maybe haven't seen it too. Um, looking across the recaps, if you're looking at the ordinals specifically in the music caption, the judge, uh, he had dark sky winning the show in his caption. Um, he had them third in the content box as far as like the arranging what the battery in the front are playing, but he had them first in the performance caption, which usually typically breaks down to execute execution, clarity, how clean you are. And broken city and RCC were one, two in the, in what I guess some people call the top box, the content box, but they were third and fourth at that show in the performance, which to me makes sense. Uh, a lot of the time for some of these groups to come out and do riskier stuff that have, I won't say they do have a more challenging book, but say they do uh, for this example. They probably aren't going to play as clean early on in the year. Um, and I've talked to people about that before in the DCI realms. Like if people were actually judging on clarity in DCI, Blue Devils probably wouldn't win a show until maybe halfway through the season because that's just kind of the formula they use. But he looked like he used the boxes like, hey, this group's the cleanest today, so they're getting my top number. And to if me, you think about it, it's like, okay, so the comp box is dragged in either direction by the achievement box, but really that achievement box should be able to move around much more flexibly than the comp box. Because it's like if you read a book and you're able, like if you somehow, even if it's filthy, are able to read the composition, you know, is the composition going to change throughout the season? Of course, but those boxes move flexibly together more than they i think are designed to where it's really like you know that comp box is totally dragged by the achievement box most dci is probably more than wgi but it's like you know you should see you should see like okay i'm reading the comp and it you know i can like procure from it what i can depending on how dirty it is but you know if you think about it like reading the book it's it's literally harder if the group is dirty right so they do move together and it makes sense that they move together in some regard but i think that i wonder how much they're supposed to or not you know and it's it's something that i think we should get to the the heart of you know not here but you know collaboratively with the the judges because i'm i think they're everyone does it differently um so yeah yeah if yeah if they i aren't supposed to move together ahead, Mike. why even why even have two subcaptions? You know what I mean? Why not just have a music caption and not have two separate boxes? I love right. the fact that they're actually having the guts to separate the two and say, okay, I know what you're trying to do here. You're just not doing it well enough yet. And this group's doing what they're trying to do better than you. So they're ahead of you in the achievement caption. Whereas I know if you clean up down the road, your stuff's harder, your content's at a higher level, you're going to jump them overall. But right now, they're cleaner than you, and I'm going to put them up, which is exactly how it should be, in my opinion. Right. Well, if you look at it, the left box, the content box, is like the uh, technically is the objective box, where it's like, or sorry, it's the subjective box rather, where you're making like a call about the artistry mm -hmm. and the depth and the variety of their comp, right? And that's where like you have to make a decision, even if you know you, I, yeah, I guess they're. they're it's more subjective. You have to like kind of decide which groups are doing better or more or whatever. Okay. But then on the right side, which is like the tick box, it's like, that is your like objective side where it's like, you are supposed to read the group as is however clean they are. Right. And I wonder like, 
are you supposed to take into account how difficult the book is and you know how that compares to how clean they are like are you supposed to be saying well this book has like a lot of space and it's super difficult so there's some ticks but it's like so hard that even what they are achieving it's like i need to give them more points for that and that's what i think happens a lot of the time is it's like wow the risk is so high that okay there's a little bit more like hair or whatever but what they're attempting to do is like just on that next caliber so see to me yeah achievement should be black or white it should be are you cleaner than the other if i were judging in an ideal world um and where my opinion mattered in this in this case just if you are cleaner than somebody else i don't care how easy or hard you're playing now if having said that if your content is that much lower than them you're gonna finish that much lower score wise in that in that box to where it should even it out even if you do put a group playing something really easy above somebody else clarity wise their content score should reflect that higher yeah right right, right, right. so the average out and it should account for that i think as a judge too like if i were judging i would be so hesitant to do that to do that like just line up my ordinals like one 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 two 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 three 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 like it'd be kind of silly to think that what like you were saying dan what is subjective like what i think is maybe the best is always going to line up with the group playing their book the best like those two things just are not always going to correlate and i think that to always like if you look down an ordinal sheet and you just see a judge like everything's the same one 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 two 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 three 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 four 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 you're just like man like really cop out you mean the last the last three nights of dci <laughs> basically basically. <laughs> basically but anyway that's kind of uh my little dive into for that i mean i like i said i don't really want to talk about the placements and the finishes too much i mean groups are still pretty raw as far as yeah and i don't think like i think we're talking like the mechanics of the boxes i think it's clear like we support groups doing well whoever i mean like everyone should do well and we're still gonna have first through 15th at finals like every every group can have a good season and have a good show and like we'll still get ranked so it's like everyone like good skill whatever like i don't think that we're like trying to pull people down but i do think it's like interesting to discuss how we perceive these boxes to work as they relate to each other as groups relate to each other like that to me is not super clear in the way that that is done that's not really related to groups at all that's really related to how we evaluate groups so definitely interesting and it's definitely yeah there's questions to be answered for sure. Uh, well, that was kind of all I wanted to hit on for that. Uh, I was going to move away from it uh, into something a little bit more current with what's going on in your life. Uh, you've been obviously doing a lot of video interviews, uh, talking about design with the groups that you uh, design for, Conexus, um, GMU, and Kettering, right? Um, right now, I'm working with GMU and uh, and Imperial Dynasty. That's oh, okay. Yeah. Okay. Gotcha. And then also you've been doing a lot of uh, writing content for flow, um, which I was going to bring up. It seems like every time they post something with you on it, everybody's like, Oh my gosh, like this guy again. Or if they post a video of a group there, there's always some troll on there. Like, am I going to have to pay for this content? Which is kind of funny, but also it's like, well, yeah, you are going to have to pay for it. It's, it's worthy of the, the monetary value that it's bringing to the table. (laughs) 
Yeah, I mean, I I usually just message those people, and I'm just like, they pay me to work. It's like my it's part of my job in some way, you know. Like I'm, I feel like it's part of my job, so I should be compensated. And it's it's not, you know, it's like fun, but it's not fun, you know. Like it's hard. So I think it's funny because like, like why do these random people deserve like that, you know? Like why do they get something not, free? Yeah. I mean, and I was breaking it down earlier. I was thinking, I was like, man, subscriptions are not new. Like, people have been subscribing to magazines. I mean, you subscribe to cable, internet, Netflix. Netflix. I'm like, (laughs) that stuff is not a new concept. Like, you pay for something in order to get content back. Like, that's the way it works. And, dude, you know how much Andy and Jason and Chris and all those dudes work a lot? Like, they need to get paid. (laughs) Yeah. It's like, who, who who do we think are, like, running these pages? It's not easy. No, everybody works for free. Yes, yeah, yeah, dude. Plus, it, relatively speaking, like flow marching compared to what the old system was, which was the fan network rip. Um, fan network was expensive compared. I, I I remember paying like eighty bucks just to watch finals night, and that was it. How much is and, a flow subscription for a year? A year, I think it's one hundred and fifty bucks, and that gets you WGI like multiple shows and all of finals in every class guard percussion and wins you get dci uh multiple shows throughout the summer and then you get i think part of quarterfinals and then semifinals and finals because they do stream quarterfinals in the theater and then you get boa shows throughout the year and then boa grand nationals Plus, on top of the subscription, you get, like, the content of the videos that they do or the break-it-downs or the articles they post. I mean, it's, like, insane. Like, 150 bucks a month, was it, like, $12? Or 150 a year is, like, 12 bucks a month or something. So, basically, what we're saying, Flo, we're accepting sponsors. <laughs> if they want to give me a free uh, subscription, I'd be down. But <laughs> I'm just kidding. Hey, can you guys hear me? Sorry, I think I cut out for a second. Now we can, uh, yeah. I can hear you, okay. but I just went on a rant about how cheap it was, pretty much. Cool. Well, yeah. I mean, dude, I, you know, I agree, and I think, I think flow, like, no, we don't, we've never had this like model before. Um, so for people to just be reacting, you're just reacting. Like everyone is just mad because it's easy to react, and it's like, like, yeah, you have to pay to get like this content i think it makes sense you know and um and if anyone hit me up i will talk to them i would like explain like i support that you know what i mean and like they have the the amount of resources i mean they've teamed up with ryan at marching art society like they have lessons like there's a lot of stuff on there wait what have they done like flow and ryan's like company marching art society are like in a partnership so flow has full access to his library I did not um, know that. Yeah, so, like, they're trying to grow the activity, you know, and, like, I don't understand, like, you know what, like, drum corps are so poor, like, people should have to pay to engage with it. Like, I think it's it's actually for the better, because it needs to be supported by the community, even from a financial standpoint, because these groups are nonprofits, and it's super hard to keep them together, and it's, like, the second where, like, provided these services, and then there's, like, oh, you actually have to pay to get the full thing, there's, like, an outrage, so I think that's silly, and, I mean, think about the setup that they're doing to go to shows like they're flying out a crew to set up audio and visual equipment to record all day, stream it live so that you can sit on your butt on your couch and watch it. <laughs> it's amazing. 
Yeah, I mean, it's amazing. We've never had media like this. It's the first no, media coverage of Drum Corps. It's awesome to see the activity catching up with everything else. They've been so far behind on the social media and internet and just media side of things for this to be, uh, frankly, media-based activity. It's music. And so right. things right. like the podcast we do, Ryan's Marching Arts Society, Flow, like this is all drum corps and WGI catching up. Now, how popular these various things get is going to vary, obviously, but it's catching up finally, and it's it's about time. Yeah, you know, it's like, and also, um, uh, Evan Guerra's Drumline AV, he's pretty good. I like mm-hmm. Evan, he's cool. Um, and obviously, the companies like Vic and Innovative have been on it for a little bit, but, um, like, you know, like, New York Times, you get three articles a month, and then they charge you, so maybe something like that, or like... Maybe there's like an app. Like I was thinking today, a flow marching app would be pretty, pretty cool. So, um, but yeah, <laughs> I mean, I don't, I don't really understand people getting mad about that. It's like that's like I have like that's my labor, <laughs> and like that's my time. So it's like, you know, it's I I don't see why like should I be sitting around like writing these like pretty long form articles and like you know part of the problem is like. I, I don't know, like people like don't want to read long form either, but I don't, it seems like, like then they also demand free access to it. So I'm confused by that as well. Cause I'm not, <laughs> sure, I'm not sure if people are like reading through everything. I don't know. Well, speaking of that, I guess that'll segue into, um, I guess a little bit of the content, which we won't go through all of it. Cause obviously you wrote the articles that you want people to pay to read, but I mean, there is content in there that is valuable. Um, you did, I think you've done like, I was counting maybe 10 or so articles at this point for them. Um, some of the more recent ones where you're talking about design, you've done two parts. Yeah. Uh, talking about putting a show together. You, you talked about the innovation and kind of checkpoints of percussion through the ages from the inception to where it is now and kind of some kind of checking points along the way for different groups that have trailblazed things. Yeah. Um, maybe you did the one on the judging. I thought the one on the design stuff was super insightful because you sought out and got feedback from some of the top designers in the activity so why would people who are working with scholastic groups or maybe independent groups trying to work their way up the ladder not be interested to seeing the inside mind or kind of the insight from those people that are doing it at the highest level of the activity it's mind-blowing sure you know like i hope like disclaimer and like i feel like i tried to present myself with a certain voice when I write, but like, I'm not an expert by any means. Like I'm, I'm not trying to present myself as an authority, but where else does this info exist? Like where is anyone else putting this stuff down? And these are just my thoughts right now. They could change. Like, I'm not saying it's even like fixed, but I just feel like it's an opportunity to like spread information. And that's like, at least bouncing around my head, you know, and like things that I talk about with the people I work with and, the people I'm around, but it's like, I don't like, I, I'm not meaning to present it in a way where it's like, this is it at all, like at all. And, um, you know, I, I ended up having like longer conversations about like talking to, you know, Ian Grom, for example, like he is, he, that, that dude is like one of the best out there, you know, and he, he, he has an opinion very similar. It's like, I don't think he's presenting it in a way where it's like, this is the end all be all of process. It's just like, here is one process and everyone's every group is different with how they do what they do so it's just cool to see like 
like honestly the thing i like is like these guys wanted to contribute you know like um richard henshaw who writes drill for the cavaliers and avon and a lot of like top monarch it's like we're on the and monarch that's right we were on the phone for like over an hour just talking kind of shop like about really we like barely talked about the article i just sort of like squeeze something out of it but um we were just talking because we don't we've never like we don't know each other but it was like we he had really interesting things to say and we were just talking about the state of activity and blah blah and it's like this is how the activity is going to keep moving is like if we communicate and if we don't like put barriers up some people don't want to divulge the process and like i've been wondering like when i wrote that that stuff like am i giving something away you know like am i saying too much you guys probably could tell me because you're on the outside of it but i don't know i wonder if it's like am i giving secrets away that i should be withholding uh from the outside perspective as a non-designer or i guess just looking at it from the outside i don't think it's too much the first part of the article you did the design part one and part two the part one you were talking about like where does inspiration come from is it from a tv show is it from a painting is it from a song that you heard is it from this is it from that and just how people can use different things uh to spark a creative brainstorm in order to to develop a show um i think that stuff is super valuable and i can't remember who it was you were talking to on that uh that part one but i know tim fairbanks has told me many times like oh yeah this this show came from like a painting I saw on a wall somewhere. And that's, I think that's where gone came from or something like that. Right. Um, and then part two, you were talking about like the design process. Like, is it the chicken or is it the egg? Do we design the music first always? And then the drill and then the choreography, or is it always the front ensemble and then the battery music? Or do we have a battery part that we match the front to? And just, I mean, I think we can all three say from our experience at rhythm X, like, it's a mesh of all those like sometimes tim mm-hmm. jackson is like oh i have a battery moment and then andrew markworth and tim fairbanks write something that fits to that or somebody's like oh i have a visual idea and then they make something visual or musically that fits to that it's just the best moment should go first you know that's yeah. going to be what yeah. sparks the rest and it's i think when you're a member you experience it in a thir- certain way but it doesn't necessarily match with the way that the designers are putting it out and that is like very weird to think about from my end is like i always you experience like music drill body okay like vertical stuff but from the back end it it could be i mean at mason we've done every order like different moments have been cultivated in every order you could name every permutation so um that's not necessarily a secret it's just trying to open your mind up to different ways of doing it. Yeah. You're not pigeonholing yourself to one process and it's always probably going to be different too, depending on whether you have a show that is very just abstract and broad, like a touch, for example, I know that one really well. I mean, touch was not about like a storyboard or a storyline or it wasn't a linear concept. We start here and this main character ends up having this development over the show and ends here. It was just, how can we express this kind of more abstract concept in a bunch of different ways? Yeah. Right. Go ahead, Dan. No, I, yeah. I, I think that it, uh, is, is considering sort of one of the styles where it's, you choose the word and you choose your term and then you pull all the threads on it and you try to 
see it through in every way that you can playing moving emotion and then there's like the story one so i think like the uninvited by pulse is probably my go-to like prototype or chronotype whatever the word is for like a story but like done so artistically still you know not sacrificing that side of it but very different than like gone or touch which were just like sort of like a pebble with ripples that's how i would think of those two that's a good way to put it i like that analogy no, I mean, just the whole activity to me, the design process seems to be, it, it's it's an art form, the activity itself, obviously. So it's not going to be, to me, I never have thought of the design process when I've watched people like Tim Fairbanks do it. It's always fluid, organic. And like you said, Evan, they'll have a they'll have an idea and try things out. Some things won't, won't work, some things will. And there's no real algorithm. There's no set like this is the best way to do this. Like in every other art form, every artist, musician, whatever, has their own process and the whole thing's organic. So trying to nail down, and I like the word algorithm because I'm a math person, but trying to nail down some process like that, that's like, oh, well, we have to do this, and then we design this part, and then we design this part. It's not like you're fitting puzzle pieces together. It's, well, maybe that's a best bad analogy. It's not like you're following a process not to sound redundant but right yeah I, I think the show is going to make the process unfold and not the process forcing the show to unfold exactly it's as exactly. if like what well, yeah like uh, it, it's going to come through the concept and the show itself and how the show comes out in your mind and between the team or whatever then you'll go in and and think about how to implement those things and if you do it the reverse way it's like you're you're trying to you have like a mold but you don't know really the rest it's just this outline right this broad outline so um but that's different than you know what i originally thought about all this i didn't really you know i haven't totally thought through how it should or whatever you know it's just um i think just like writing that stuff is helpful to think through some of it i guess so that's fun that's the fun part of it i would say Mm -hmm. absolutely speaking of the uninvited did you see recently that uh that group that like ripped off that show (laughs) yeah oh that was somebody somebody fill me in what do you mean uh well pulse created the show obviously the uninvited Uh uh-huh and very very clearly some high school band saw it and obviously ian and john mapes they sell their stuff through box six i believe Mm -hmm. is the the right company name there yeah um but this group did not purchase the show through box six but instead just used the same music the same props the same theme the same like pacing it was it was pretty as blatant as you could get as far as a ripoff jeez (laughs) It was like, oh no, why would you do this? <laughs> I wonder if that's illegal. I was getting ready to ask uh, that I'm same sure question. I'm sure that it probably is. If you sell it, I, I don't, I don't know. I'm not I mean, if they have copyrights to the music, I mean, if they've got copyrights and everything, could be a legal matter. They're, they're smart guys. I'm sure they'll figure it out. But yeah, <laughs> that's uh, why you have to you have to pay for the flow subscription because things like that are happening, and it's like we we need to support each other, even financially. This is not. This is work. And yeah. that group is not making the activity better. Whatever group is stealing 
intellectual property like it's even you think it's good for your kids but uh, uh, that's yucky yeah we'll move on from that but i just you use that show and it's very ironic that it was recently i saw that post but so do we want to move on to kind of talk about the groups themselves and the shows their their show concepts or do you want to not hit on that uh i don't i haven't seen a ton like i haven't even seen most of these people on the floor yet uh the only people that i've seen on the floor are some of the ones that i watched from the dayton regional uh i've seen gmu show i've seen obviously our show um i've seen yeah i don't know that gets a little sticky in in mine and dan's room yeah i, I was getting now, ready to since say we're working with groups <laughs> i can talk about gmu show all day but yeah i'm not i i'm won't probably weigh in too deeply with other groups just because most of it would be speculation anyway yeah um well, yeah. Uh, well, that's what I have GMU. seen. Some pull real ahead. quick. Something yeah. I have seen. Uh, speaking of, we've talked about flow a lot. I've seen YouTube videos of flows that are warm up, lot like the lot warm ups for Mystique and X at the Dayton Regional, and um, it's very refreshing. X's quad line is really good this year. Is that kind of the consensus? They seemed yeah. really good. I think the whole group sounds clean. Yeah. Yeah. Um, what is what is Mystique's show title? Do you guys know? Because their uniforms are throwing me for a loop. Medium. 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 Right. It's very meta show. It's very about, to me, it seems like it's about the activity and it's a reflection on, um, like, an art form, kind of what we're talking about, like how, yep. to, how to create art and, like, through the medium itself. So I think it's very meta and very okay. Mystique. Their pro or their tarp looks pretty slick on the floor. The pink, actually, mm-hmm. I was like, this is very visually pleasing to me. <laughs> yeah, because I hadn't heard the show title, I hadn't seen it on the floor, obviously yet. But the warm up video, I think it was was the regional at Kettering High School. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay, so I knew I recognized that band room, but I saw the uniforms and like the headphones or the like the sound canceling earphones. I was like, what the heck is their show? Cause I'm sure those really headphones weird. have to be hollowed out. Like, there's no way they're playing with sound canceling. Like, surely. Yeah. <laughs> huh? I don't know. Um, we have earbuds and they're sound canceling. Really? I'd have to. Ask, I'll have to ask Dan Twyford. Like, dude, what's what's the secret with these? Yeah. Off the record. <laughs> <laughs> of course, you know, same story. The uniform got released, and everyone was like, "Crap!" And on how it's purple, and then like put together, the whole package looks good. And that's what. Because honestly, the uniform struck me pretty drastically as odd, but I, I I kept myself from being like, oh, this is dumb. I I needed to see the entire product first because, like you said, it it very well might look great on the floor with the tarp and everything. I think it's their twentieth year this year, so they're. I would guess that they they're geared up. You know, yeah. I, I I would not sleep on them, even if they're coming out with purple. It's like. These dudes know these decisions they're making are good ones, and I would, oh, yeah. you know, you know, if you put, it's all about the context of the show, and mm-hmm. and some things don't look good outside the show, you know. Yeah. Simple as that. Agreed. All right, I didn't mean to derail our original roadmap, Evan. If you want to get us back on the railroad tracks. <laughs> no, that's fine. Uh, Dan said he would talk about GMU, so I did have a couple thoughts. Obviously, in your guys' show you have one of your members who is performing vocals live, uh, singing, rapping, uh, a plethora of things. 
and it's to his own song, I believe, or some of his own songs. And I'm just kind of curious, I guess, in your guys' design process, where you're like, oh, we really like this. We should like put it in the show. Of, or was it a little bit more organic to where you had a show concept and you were like, oh, this will also work and this would be cool? Yeah, I, uh, that we didn't design the show around him singing and rapping. We had an idea already. Um, that was based on playing to the outside audience uh, and using, like, if you look at our floor, the part that's actually designed is really small, like the print, and then the rest fades to black, and then it's going to fade to the black floor. And we're, like, have a lot of drill and moments in the black part of the floor, which is the border or a fringe. So there's, like, a spatial sort of element to that and from there i was like okay so let's play on the edges and play to like the side audience and try to give people who never who are basically marginalized as audience members like who are fringe audience members we want to give them attention that's where that comes from will judges get that i don't know maybe they'll listen to this and now they'll get it but um that's why the floor is like black on the outside and then it was like from there we're like okay this idea is like really cool it's like original playing to the outside it makes sense with the word fringe and then it was like well where does this take place and it was like the city and the whole the whole show i'll say this came from the frank ocean song siegfried and then we tied that in with like the city escape um this like destroyed sort of like you know future urban sort of weird off kilter setting and then it was like okay let's like do like frank ocean and then do like rap and sing and try to like fit that all together um so I know the Frank Ocean song, like uh, he says, like, I'd rather live outside. And that's what we're like kind of running with. We were like, OK, let can we have this song live? And then we had him record it. So I definitely think the first idea we had, though, was like just playing to this space that's usually not played to and addressing an audience that's usually not addressed. Um, and that's fringe. You know, that's fringe. So that's why the first moment of the show is like in the back corner faced away yeah that body's pretty cool did you write that huh that body's pretty cool did you write that i did yeah yep yep i like that (laughs) yeah that was draft i think three that was the the third go at it but i'd stuck so it's very like hip-hop uh like heavy foot weighted movement i was like this is cool yeah yeah i mean we're trying to like tie this whole thing together but not do like rap like i don't think rap's ever been done very well so um, he is going to rap at the end and it's going to be like his original stuff that sort of like responds to the show. Um, but we're not trying to do like two in your face rap. Like I think it's a really, and that's a r- another thing that's fringe about our show is we're using this genre of music. That's really unusual. Like a lot of people, I think Frank ocean is super unusual. It's really like atmospheric. It's not very like rhythmic and, uh, and then just doing rap in general, like that's fringe for indoor. So that's another reason why we're like, we got to do like this weird stuff. And then we're going to pull didgeridoos out and we're going to have a didgeridoo moment because that's more fringe. That's the most fringe thing you can do, you know, like, so it's just like layers of just this idea, this word. That's pretty sweet. Um, it's so funny because obviously you're very involved in the design elements and aspect of like GMU and where I work with Cap City. I almost, I probably couldn't even tell you what our show is about. Like, I, I mean, I do have a pretty good idea. I know what it's about. But I, when I go to rehearsals and I teach and I'm, like, working with the snares and sometimes just the other battery members on the floor, 
my scope of vision is like so dialed in. Like I don't even notice a lot of the other things that are happening. And the other day I watched a video of one of our run-throughs and I was like, I had no clue that this was happening the whole time. Well, so, then you might be doing your job well. I was getting ready to say so, you're there to do a specified, specialized job, not design the show. Yeah, it's just pretty funny because some people were the other day like, what's your show about? And I'm like, I don't know. And they're like, no, seriously. And I had to stop and pause. I was like, well, I can tell you some – I obviously from being around it a lot and knowing the show title and stuff like this, but as far as like the whole grand scheme – I don't know, man. I just cl- I just clean the kids. Well, dude, that, that's that's how I've been with any high school marching band I've worked with, with indoor drum lines I've taught with. I just teach the kids how to drum. And most of the time, I don't pay attention to show design decisions or things like that. That's not what, that's not what they had me there for, and I know that's not something that's one of my strong suits. I'm just there to make them play better. Yeah, I mean, everything, every level is needed. You yep. know, like, it's not as if... I don't know when the snare line is ticking, but I have the affordance to not care as much. Whereas like when I go to crown, I shift into a different role where it's like battery clean, battery choreography, you know? So it's just having that mindset of being able to switch and just understanding what your role is at any time. And that you can be flexible, but know like this is what I'm supposed to be doing. And I'm not supposed to be in like the dude's ear, like telling him everything that's wrong. Cause he probably knows already. Cause that's like, that happens obviously you know but yeah it is it's very odd to like kind of phase out of certain amount of details or in and out like i like the word to use like scope i think that's right on i think that's important having an awareness of scope yeah and just like your responsibilities i mean like you said your scope with one group that you work with is completely different than what you're called to like almost put on tunnel vision in another aspect with another group like ah i realize this is a problem but that's not my job in order to make this this group work efficiently like that's somebody else's job and i'm gonna trust that they take care of that yeah i mean every business there's levels there's hierarchy there's trickle down of information synergy there's a synergy there's a vertical synergistic (laughs) um loop-de-loo nah i don't know but yeah i think (laughs) you know dude when i started teaching and like just started out it's not like i was standing around pointing out everything that was wrong and all of a sudden i like got you know was being fanned with palm leaves it's like you're the main dude now i teched and i teched the snares and i paid attention to what i was supposed to pay attention to and i was like oh you're gonna do some body oh you can do whatever it's just like evolved it was not a like attempt at at a movement you know what i mean like a vertical movement so that's my advice to everyone just do your job super well do whatever they're asking you to do really well i think that is extremely good advice for anyone in any facet of a workplace ever do what they want you to do really well and see where that takes you yep Um, start there yeah speaking of body here we go most of this will probably be maybe what mike and i think um you have reached out to tommy yago i don't know if i'm pronouncing that right but it sounds right in my head um just to touch base with him and do like a podcast with him to get some more maybe in-depth or articulate feedback on a Facebook post that he made uh, with this month. Uh, I'll read a couple spots of this, which uh, his original post that he made on Facebook talking about visual demand and body movement and stuff as it relates to 
the percussion activity, the marching percussion activities, he says, the kids are playing better than ever. I would love to see these kids be able to just shred without the mandated dance moves and bizarro postures in parentheses. Here's me dancing on one leg. Now I'm doing a sumo poop squat in parentheses. Uh, seriously, you have 45 pound drum on your back. Does anyone think this looks good, graceful, appropriate, or help the visual quality of a performance? Question mark. Uh, it's all the quote unquote visual designers idea, not the drummers. So do the kids today like doing this? I would I would have said, nope, that's not what I'm here for. Why can't all the drummers actually just engage physically with their playing? Not enough, question mark. Hmm, I mean, it's kind of physical already. I guess drumming just isn't visually interesting enough for the visual designers, but I think the audience might disagree. And that's kind of where it ends. Um, obviously, he did compliment that the activity is getting better. The kids are very talented. Uh, it's reaching peaks that it's probably never been. There's a couple things that I feel and maybe you'll be able to get some more feedback. I know you're still trying to work out the timing as far as hooking up with him and getting it, yeah. getting it all done. Um, I think it's just maybe if someone had come up in his time when they were doing it, like, Hey, we're going to have you do this. Obviously people would have been like, no, that's ridiculous. But to me now, like that's just what it is. Like it's part of, it's part of the gig. Like you sign your contract as an audition member who went to the camps or went and audition for these groups. Like body is part of the gig now and me personally i did actually enjoy doing body i would prefer to do body than actually march around uh when i was either doing wgi or dci especially in dci because the resets for the body blocks were way easier than like mm -hmm. hey i want you to reset halfway across the field um so i guess that's kind of where i was was like to answer his question in that regard yeah i i did like doing the body i i felt cool doing it um but that's just my two cents I liked it. I I feel like the years you us three marched were almost the years where WGI first started to make a significant impact on DCI. Whereas like so in Blue Stars in 2010, we actually did a lot of body by the standards of the activities. If you guys remember that summer, Joel Hilbert was the battery coordinator and he we had a few handful of moments where we were doing a lot of body in these holds. And if I remember correctly, not a ton of other groups did that summer. And then, but by the time, even well, really even in 2012 when I aged out, it still wasn't something that we did a ton of. Not nearly to the level that they do nowadays. Is that a fair statement? Or am well, I just misremembering? I, I, would I would redact that a little bit in saying that you're probably thinking of body and the percussive aspect, but like the horn lines have been doing body a little bit before that. And Correct. I'm, a I'm talking about fashion. for a drum line. I think the, the 2007 Blue Doubles stand out as like a really heavy choreo year. And then from there consistently, um, and they've actually got maybe backed away a little bit. But if you think about like 2008, it's when they did the crazy swinging leg stuff. Uh -huh. um, and Samurai, uh, 2008 Cavaliers was pretty heavy. But, I mean, you know what, Tommy Igo points out that's super interesting is, like, the convergence of all three mediums, uh, guard, horns, drumline. If you look at what where we're headed, like, it's a combination of them together. And in WGI now, you can do them all. So, uh, if anything, I think he's pointing out that, yeah, dance is, like, this intrinsic skill that you need to have as a drummer now which 
is not usual. I mean, that is not what you would think maybe on the onset, but like Evan said, um, if you enter and the dance vocabulary is on day one and it's part of just coming up, you wouldn't think twice of it in the way that, you know, traditional grip or wearing heavy quads or whatever. It's just part of the gig. So I like what he said about drumming physically. And I think like at crown, you know, speaking as someone who's like a choreographer or whatever, like at crown and Mason, I do rely on the way they move just in response to the score. And then it's like, Oh, Steven is doing it like this. <laughs> Everyone look at Steven. And then we just match. Like I don't necessarily look at the score and go Thor arch, plea, a bleep bloop. You know, it's really emerging from their <laughs> performance, like their natural performance of it. And I like that better. That's just the direction I've been heading in is a little that, more natural. And that speaks to the whole organic design philosophy we were talking about before. Yeah, I mean, you, you, if you want it to be custom to the kids, then see what they're bringing to the table. And and, th- and that part of me agrees with him. You know, like musical, visual drumming. I like that. And I think Mike Jackson has made that very popular um, with the Blue Knights and, you know, with Broken City. And uh, I don't see anything wrong with that. And, you know, is it possible that some groups are arbitrarily saturating their shows with body? That's not stylistically related to the big overarching concept yeah i definitely 100%. could agree with that yeah 100% so, he's, so okay so he's checking us on that and i'm kind of on board with that i don't disagree um and then i think it's interesting because people are just really like mad about that statement and are like well they're students and this is an educational activity and it is but we also want like to go all the way back to what we're talking about like we want press coverage and we want to be noticed good or bad and anyone like famous or any like famous organization gets scrutinized every day on the internet dude just watch espn oh my god yeah and we're not willing to let our kids get like or even our design choices get questioned that's i don't think that's good for activity like censoring people's thoughts and opinions on what we're doing no way so i (laughs) i think he has good insight yeah i mean it's welcome i mean i mean people on espn will straight up say like so and so played like a bum today like he was terrible (laughs) just call him out just trash him uh and i don't think anything he's saying is overly out of place i mean thinking about me now being aged out obviously he is way more famous and world renowned than i am but like even as little removed from it as i am now i'm like i don't want to move and play like i don't want to do any of that i just want to stand still and drum like you hold the drum and i'll play on it like i don't (laughs) i don't want to do this uh but back like trying to like revert and put myself back into it. I was like, yeah, I mean, I just, I liked doing that stuff. So, um, so did I, me. yeah, so did I, for sure. And I did march with people in like 2010 who literally said what he said in that post. I'm not here to do that. And it was not positive. Like our reaction that was like, Ew, no, like we're here to do whatever these dudes tell us to do. But that's how holistic the design is now is that, half the reason we do movement is because the uh, the guard dances like we're going to stand there and the guard is going to dance and it's going to look not put together and when we can synchronize the lower bodies it is more visually impactful and all that is to say is we are very visual culture and we read things with our eyes and the common fan watching activity is more adept to 
look at things with their eyeballs and read it than hear the nuanced differences between the top 12 drum corps. There is a big, yeah, I think that that is very true. Uh, but also to agree with him as well, it can be a detriment in some cases where you witness group X just absolutely like vibing out and jamming and overhyping, but the quality is definitely suffering. But the audience is like just still like giving it up and cheering. And I'm like, wait, 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 let's pump the brakes a little bit. Like, you got to have both. Let's not try to just reward like, oh, this group is jamming and this is like the coolest thing I've ever heard. It's like, well, the content is there, but the execution is suffering dramatically. And if we, okay, so if we split the drum corps community in half and we, or, or let's not say we split in half, if we just put this to a vote, let's say, and we said, is drum corps about cleanliness or is it about entertainment? Which one do you think would win? And that, by Ooh. drum corps community, I mean fans too. I mean everybody. Interesting. Mm. I would say there would clarity. be a health. There would be a healthy dose of both. I would say clarity would win only because the majority of fans of the activity are people that did the activity, so they actually have the ears and eyes for the clarity. Well, I'm not saying my... it wouldn't be close, but my gut would say that clarity would win over entertaining, just due to the nature of the fan base. Well, Mike, how many years is the DCI fan favorite show also the group that wins? Rarely. That's a valid point. R Rarely. I think Music City Drum, Drum and Bugle Corps is a fan favorite last year. They didn't even make finals. It's a, uh, that's a very interesting point that yeah. we have collectively brought up. And I actually think that entertainment might win. And that responds to a lot of what we're talking about and what Tommy I go that we are looking to be wowed and we are looking to be like shocked and awed like we are engaging with a lot of different like forms and the skills it requires to engage with drum corps from an entertainment standpoint are much different and much less technical than the skills required to engage with it from a clarity standpoint and understanding how drumline X, Y, Z, how they sound different from each other. Like at the end of the summer in August, it's like all clean, but it's not, there's a gradient, there's gradation, right? So, um, but if your ears aren't trained, it doesn't matter. You're just like, who affects me the most? Yeah. You know, so like the performance and all that stuff is so big now. Um, and that might be okay. Like if drum core is too smart for the common fan, that's not a good thing. Like drum core should be accessible if we want people to be engaging with it more, which I think we do, right? So um, it's just a weird question. Yeah, it, it, it makes me sound like I don't want things to be clean, which I <laughs> super do. I mean, in, in yeah. a perfect world, you would have both. You would be able to have that entertainment quality plus the clarity, but we don't live in a perfect world. How many so. groups do, though? Two, three a yeah, year? Yeah, that's what I mean. That's season. what I mean. We don't live in a perfect world. It's It's mostly imperfect. Yeah. You know, mostly it's one or the other. Um, so it's weird. I feel like we're back to talking about the left and right box again. Sort of <laughs> <subtextually> <laughs> we, dude, the we went full circle back. on that. Oh, yeah. God. Oh, God. <laughs> on accident. <laughs> Our podcast actually took like a full circle moment, like a design and a drum corps show, but we didn't intend it. Yeah, there we go. <laughs>
<laughs> organic design of it. Um, but, but yeah, I hope I hope that I can get on the phone with him. I'm super excited. I'm not going to tear him down. I'm I have no intentions of that. I don't even feel like that passionately against him. Um, I, I'm interested to hear what someone who has such a large fan base and has so much influence in like the percussion world period has to say about our activity. That's what I really am interested in doing. And like after this, I'm going to try to get Travis Barker. I'm going to try to get Chad Sexton, other drum set players who have been through the activity in some regard, like let's get them talking. You know, I know Chad Sexton has engaged with DCI and uh, Travis Barker has done BYOS videos with Ralph Nader. So let's go. You know, yep. I think that is good for us. That's healthy. Sure. We need to eat our broccoli. You know, it doesn't taste <laughs> good, but it's good for you. It's good exposure for <laughs> sure. Yeah, man, for and sure. I think it'll be interesting. I think that'll be really interesting stuff to listen to. So do I. I, I, I hope we can make it happen. I'm kind of sure mad you got to the whole contacting Tommy Igo before we thought of it. <laughs> now, granted, right your medium through your medium through flow marching is a little more popular than our podcast right now. So, <laughs> for well, sure, let's keep work. Let's keep working on it. That's why we're doing this. Yes, sir. And uh, Dude, we're grinding it. Yeah, it, it's it is work though. It is work. And like for example, you guys do this for free. Yeah, so. we don't get a thing. No, and that's you know I would say ninety percent of the activity, uh, the people in the activity like working, they don't get paid nearly what they should like hours you know we all work for nothing almost so it's all from passion and people need to pay for the flow marching subscription stop complaining (laughs) yeah dude if i were to break down what i get paid from the groups that i teach like on a monetary basis per hour that i'm there it would be super depressing it'd be illegal (laughs) 100 percent. not would be it is illegal it, it is illegal. It's a loophole that we subscribe to because we want to stay involved. Yep. Yeah. Want to give back. So, so what else you got on the, on the uh, roadmap, Evan? Did we cover everything? Dude, that was all that I had. What do you got on your roadmap? You didn't bring anything. <laughs> hey, man. I'm a busy guy. <laughs> I got things to do. Me Just too. Bring the personality. <laughs> <laughs> I bring my loud voice. That's what I bring. I think, I think we covered a bunch. Yeah, yeah, man. And we've been going for like 55 minutes. So if you want to call it here, we can close it out. Yeah, that'd be great. My dog has to probably take a trip. So, (laughs) (laughs) all right. Well, thanks everybody for joining us again. Subscribe to the YouTube channel. Follow Spotify, Facebook, Instagram, all that stuff. Uh, Just a quick update: we are still planning on applying to get on iTunes. The reason, kind of funnily or ironically, funnily—that's not really a word. That is Uh, not a word. Whatever. The reason we have not done it yet is our logo we use for the podcast is not a high enough resolution to apply for iTunes. So we are currently looking to contact a graphic artist to see if they can put something together for us real quick. Um, If you know anyone, comment on the video, help us get connected with them, and we'll try and continue trying to get this going. So, and in line for what we're preaching, we will pay for their service because they are providing us a service. <laughs> correct. So help us out. Um, that's all I got. You guys? That's all I got. I'm good, man. All right. Sweet. You got to say peace, Evan. Peace. Please. Perfect. <laughs>